Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Covering the Orioles the only way we know how as fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, we are one week away from opening day. And we will get you ready for the Orioles season, discussing who's going to be the last in and the first out in the Orioles roster. Also, we have not one, but two special guests in studio to get you ready for opening days throughout the Orioles organization. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Baltimore's Next Generation. The next generation of Baltimore sports Something fans. like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm your endearing, stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rowdy. What up, 336ers? And by the button lever, Josh Rowdy. You know, that, that intro song seems even longer when there's two guys hit, sitting here <laughs> that can't hear it. Yeah. As we're all just staring it's around. Very yeah. awkward. Like, we're, we're, like, yeah. yeah, we complain this little. That's right. They're better off because our listeners complain about that song. Right. More than any other song. They do. I'll, you know what? So they're better off not listening to it. I'll get a new one for uh, Friday when we fill in for Glenn Clark. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah, I'll get something new. Mix it up, all right? Because we're tired of that kind of country, uh, country all right. stuff. I'll go Pop. completely new. We're also joined uh, by the intern, and this is like Josh's dream. The intern has no mic. This is how Josh always has wanted it. Just shout hello. Yeah, somewhere. Hey, intern, I fixed your camera yesterday. Woo. So, so that we can use it for the guests. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> uh, and we, have, we do have two special guests in the studio. Let me introduce them now. We have Jeff Arnold, Director of Broadcasting and Public Relations for the Frederick Keys. Welcome, Jeff. I don't know if I'm special, but thanks. <laughs> well, and, uh, also, don't know if his mic's on. Very special. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not that special because you don't even have your mic turned on. Is that... I'm working on that. All right, all right. I'll take uh, Kyle Houston. I'll take a longer time to introduce him. Kyle Houston, broadcasting, PR, and community assistant. <laughs> uh, I was that was too quick, too quick. Uh, but we'll have their mics up and running. But it's, it's on now. All right. Say hi, Jack. Do you got me? Hey, there yeah. you go. Nice, there we go. All right. Yeah. All right, well, I'm happy to be here. Sorry, you I don't know if I'm, I'm that special of a guest, but I am happy to, well, to be a guest. you're a guest and you're in our studio that makes you special. Yeah, and you're, and special you're Arnold in Arnold. Yeah, which is cool. But that's actually the way I wanted to start this out. Arnold in Arnold. I mean, yeah. I've, I've actually... That's the podcast right there. I've driven... <laughs> 
I should seriously do that if I ever come out here. Uh, I I've driven by here before, but I've never actually been in Arnold, Maryland. So this is this is this is groundbreaking stuff. There, there's guys. not many reasons to come to Arnold, Maryland, unless you live ex- here, except for Section 336. Yeah, it's just a bunch of residential community. Right. That's it. And we're also joined by Kyle. Kyle, say hi. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good, good. We're excited to have you both in studio to get the Frederick Keys perspective and talk about the memorials. Um, can, well. can we real quick yeah. just touch on who Kyle's father is, a former Oriole? Oh, absolutely. Longtime loyal Oriole fans will remember Jeff Houston yeah. from 95 and 96. Yep. And I just pulled this up, so I'm not pulling this up off the top of my head. <laughs> I remember Jeff Houston. Sure. I was 15, 16 when he played for the Orioles, 95, 96. But according to Wikipedia, he played in two very important games, and you probably know him off the top of your head. Yeah. Go ahead and tell everybody what they are. Yeah, uh, 2130 and 2131. He played in both Cal Ripken's games. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. Yeah. But they also have one here that he was playing for Nolan Ryan's seventh career no-hitter. Sixth and seventh. Sixth and seventh. Yeah, and he made a great play either in – I, I don't remember which one, but uh, Ricky Henderson hit a slow roller, and he was playing short and ended up throwing out Ricky Henderson. Oh, man. And uh, – Nolan turned around and my dad said, "Hey, nice play, Huey." He goes, "Thanks." And then he he said that in the back of his head, he's going, "Oh my gosh, don't let the next ball get hit to me." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Because he was, I mean, he was in. I think he still had rookie status, maybe, or, or had just gotten past that uh, in one of his first few years doing that. And you know, you don't want to you don't want to mess with Nolan Ryan, his yeah, Robert just... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. Like you think, like all the pressure on Nolan Ryan. No, all the pressures on those the, those fielders not to. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's oh. pretty great. That's very cool. Yeah, that 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 that's a very cool. Well, and and it sounds like a story your dad still tells today, constantly to everyone he meets. Because <laughs> no. you you're very quick to jump on the, the intricacies. <laughs> he knows. Well, yeah, no, I I ask him about it actually. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't talk about it a, a lot, um, but I. You know, I'd heard about it, and I wanted to know more about his career in the, in the early parts because, uh, obviously, when he was in Texas, I was I was just born. I was born in 91, um, so I didn't really – I don't really remember the early part of his career. I remember the later part. Right. But uh, those, are, those are the things that I wanted to learn about, just, you know, the history of, of him playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I ask my dad about his first accountant deal. <laughs> Tell me about that first tax return you did, Dad. Well, right. a refund was involved. Yeah, so I get it. Right, right. Now, now the keys, you you guys have the keys opening day on the 6th, a little a few days after the Orioles, and you're doing this mystery ball giveaway where for 10 bucks you get a random ball signed. How many of those are your dad's? Uh Three, I think. <laughs> All yeah. right, there we go. Yeah, we need inventory. <laughs> I, I'm just making sure if I put in my ten bucks, what are my chances of of, of pulling one out yeah, and saying, right. "Oh, it's... three and one twenty yeah, we got about 120 yeah. baseballs when it's all said and done. We probably have a little more than 80 on hand right now, but we'll get some signed when the keys get to town next week, and and then we have some other ones that we're still waiting on. So, but we'll have about 120. And if you want to come out to Mystery Bowl, you better get there early because those things go in 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, well, what's, what's the biggest name that you've gotten there? Oh, uh, we we have a bunch. We got a George Brett one in oh, there this year, which is, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, I can't remember who sent us that. I don't think it was the Royals. I think we reached out to the Royals, but I don't think the Royals sent us the George yeah, Brett baseball. Oh, is it a different George Brett who signed the baseball? <laughs> 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 it's George Brett the accountant. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, let me finish signing this tax return. Oh, there's a baseball right next to it. Might as well sign that too. Jeff, Jeff just goes around finding people with famous names. <laughs> That's one of his uh, duties under the new position. I spend my off seasons learning how to forge signatures. <laughs> no, but it, it sounds like a cool giveaway, but it sounds like a, a good deal that I can see collectors lining up and buying 10 balls all at once. That's part of the reason why it goes so fast. I mean, yeah. people will buy 10 to 15 baseballs. But the thing that's so great about Mystery Ball is that all the money raised goes to a great cause. It goes to our team charity, Frederick Keys Care, which uh, benefits local nonprofits, which help out disadvantaged youth and young adults in Frederick County. And so nice. we make donations to a bunch of different nonprofits in the area that help them with programs that they're trying to run. And we've been very successful doing so. I mean, we raised over $1,000, I think, the last two years doing Mystery Ball. And we're really hopeful that we can do the same thing this year. And, and every year we try and get more baseballs and more inventory so that way you get more and more people to come out. And I think this year should be another great year for Mystery Ball. Yeah. Well, if you want me to sign a baseball to add to your inventory, I'll sign a baseball for <laughs> <laughs> But Josh, like how Josh has jumped right in the interview, Josh, I appreciate no, that. No, uh, it seemed like a good transition part. I know you didn't get all our yeah. announcements in. but Yeah, that's fine. The And you mentioned how the, the Frederick Keys are, and that's a cool thing I think about my, minor league baseball the ties with the, the community of Frederick. Um, you mentioned the, the, those charities. I know also you guys have a connection with local brewery of Flying Dog right there, right? Mm -hmm. I got my, my man, the Zanie Britt Rody, walks in here, shows up with a dogfish head beer. I know. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Come on. Get the guys from Frederick coming on. Here. My bad. They, this was just in my fridge. up with the koozie. <laughs> I did. I was <laughs> on. Yeah. I was ashamed. I was shamed with the dogfish head. Sorry. But yeah, can you talk to about... I do love flying dog, though. <laughs> about some of the ties with the Frederick and the community, like the Frederick Keys and the community of Frederick. Yeah, you know, we have some great ones, and Flying Dog is certainly one of them. We have the Hop Deck down in left field, if you've never gotten to check it out. And, and oh, they I'm change. Familiar, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a great thing. In fact, we yeah. recently did a, a little team-building exercise. We went out to Flying Dog and drank some beer and, nice. and got to know each other a little bit better. We've had some staff changes in the off-season, and so uh, when you bring new people on board, you obviously want to get to know them, and you want to try and get to know them in a an environment which isn't as stressful as, like, an office environment. So sure. uh, we actually were over there pretty recently. But, you know, Flying Dog is, is one we have a great relationship with. Uh, I've actually really enjoyed our relationship we've built with the Boys and Girls Club of Frederick County. Last year, uh, me and my then-partner, Doug Rafter, and, and Kyle, were actually we're, – we're, we're doing something this year with yeah. the, the Boys and Girls Club <laughs> of Frederick County. we got some ideas, but don't want to announce anything just yet. Um, we did a, a bike ride for, for charity, and uh, we broadcasted a baseball game while we were – pedaling on exercise bikes. oh wow <laughs> and, and i'll tell you what that that butt pad that you get on those things right. that doesn't help that much i can imagine um, but just a couple of the partnerships that we've built throughout the community and there's so many to mention uh we have different programs that we that we have throughout our our team a big one is pack the park where we give local nonprofits a chance to to come out and, and raise money for their charity and then we give them funds that we raise from the uh the 50-50 raffle that we do on that night, uh, as well as the prize wheel. And so uh, these groups can participate. They can buy some tickets and then resell them. And then we also have a couple different ways we, we help them raise money throughout the night. And it's it's a big deal, and we've uh, been very proud of that. And that's part of what minor league baseball is all about, is it's forming great yeah. relationships with your community. And it's it's something that we like to do and, and something that's really important to us. And each year we – try and make sure that we we continue to leave our mark and do more than we did the previous year yeah 
That's well, cool. That, that, that's very cool. And Jeff, we appreciate you bringing your your partner, Kyle. Is that the correct terminology? Partner? Is that you guys <laughs> partner, are, you guys buddy? Prefer, yeah. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think jo- and Josh recently. Josh went on the um, the the, 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 the battle round with Stan. With Stan Charles. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't bring the old intern to uh, the battle round with Stan Charles. Many many reasons. That would have made for some great radio. For yeah, one, for one, every time I go on the battle round, he asks about Bert. <laughs> Again, Every I gotta time. start listening to this show. I, I haven't listened he, yet. He doesn't Did he ask you about t-shirts. Stan, Stan, I took him a t-shirt. <laughs> nice. I did take him a Scope is Dope t-shirt. Okay, um, good. Make him happy. Stan is obsessed with the fact that we get along with our brother-in-law, and that Bert <laughs> is our brother-in-law. I'm married to their sister. So, oh, so, so Stan cannot get over the fact that our brother-in-law is on the podcast. So that comes up a lot. <laughs> quick, quick sidebar. Bert, at the you were at the first media softball yes, game, right? Two years ago, weren't you the one that was wearing the cowboy hat? Big, yeah, you were wearing the ridiculous cowboy hat. That was me. That can was you, me. Can you bring that back this year? I think I'm. I'm gonna have to. Josh, do, do we it, still have yeah, that? It's, it's right in this closet. I will, I, Jeff. <laughs> I promise, I will bring it. I will. So, wear it. Uh, Bert, at our first media softball game, it, it, you know when you play. In the, in the game, you want to do what you can to stand out. And so yeah. for some people, it's the way that they play. And for some people, it's the, the stuff that they wear. And Bert had the most ridiculous <laughs> and awesome cowboy hat. And it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah, well, you say fantastic. I say embarrassing. We're podcasters here. We're already looked down upon. <laughs> <laughs> right. not legit well, media. Matt, Matt, remind everyone the most important part about me wearing that cowboy hat that day <laughs> before the game even started. I, I couldn't stop laughing. I know. So we, we, you, you, you line up on the field, you sing the national anthem before the softball game, and so everyone takes off their hat, has a, and then Bert's cowboy hat's covering half of his body. <laughs> I had to put hat. the cowboy hat was, over my heart for it, the national it anthem. Was ridiculous. Was, <laughs> that, was it a, a legitimate cowboy hat, or was it one of those big, it's, like, foam No, it's a big, big foam oh, Josh man. is going to have to pull it out, yeah. <laughs> it's per, out of control. The whole purpose was, because we would do live shows at Buffalo Wild Wings. There it is. The intern there it would is. wear it, so people would see the intern from <laughs> miles <go>. away. <laughs> It even yeah. has the uh, big glitter star on it, which I like. Yeah. yeah. Call, you, call you the sheriff. Absolutely. Yeah, well, there we go. Right. Wow. I don't know if my headphones I, I don't think. No, I don't think you can <laughs> you use have your to, headphones. You have to wear them around your neck. Yeah. You know, some guys do that to make sure they don't mess up their hair. <laughs> I've been, I've actually been guilty of that. So. Right. <laughs> now I got to see how I look on the Facebook video here. And you know the the yeah all the radio people really really enjoy that yeah, yeah. I'm like the when cowboy in the morning mark. right yeah. <laughs> right it, it makes them think really highly of podcasters yeah. so you're saying I should take it off no I'm saying you're fine this, this time <laughs> we'll just make sure that instead of section three thirty six they announce that we're with Pressbox now to really embarrass uh, press Pressbox box online. Pressboxonline.com. I didn't give the website. I just said Pressbox. Okay. Pressbox is what you say. If you give the website, you got to say Pressboxonline. It is the next media softball game is April 9th? April 9th. Yeah. From eleven AM to one o'clock. We're doing it earlier this year. That way it's not in July and it's everyone, not a thousand degrees. It's not a thousand <laughs> degrees. So I remember that. No heat stroke. Uh, <laughs> everyone we should still advise to stretch beforehand and Ideally, you want to take some swings at a local batting cage or something so you don't embarrass yourself. Yeah. Uh, maybe run a little bit on the treadmill or, <laughs> or whatever. But, yeah, it'll be on April 9th, and local uh, media members as well as uh, all the way uh, out in Arnold, Maryland, too. So, yeah, yeah, we're, 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 excited. we're going to be excited to have you guys. Again. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you guys out. Well, podcasters know no bounds. You can, listen, you can hear a podcast anywhere in the world, right? That's so we, true. So, right. so, so we travel – Anywhere within what thirty miles? So good for us. 
it might be further than 30 miles. Yeah, a little, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you know, but, but yes. I didn't know about I'll that need to set the alarm that morning. We're, we're still in Maryland. Yeah. We're good. All right, a couple things going on with Section 336. I wanted to just throw it out there. We got the um, Birdland Radio, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah. All day long, Orioles sports talk from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, we've got uh, Orioles Uncensored joining us, uh, Perched at the Yard, Barstool Sports. I got to talk to the Perch at the Yard people because I really think it should be Perched at the Yards with an S. I got to talk to them about that, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Who else do we have? We've got uh, Utah Street. U- Utah Street Report. Um, Adam Pohl's coming, ba- right? Uh, Backdoor Sports. Backdoor Sports. Yeah. They're, they're a newer podcast. Started uh, about two months ago yeah. locally. And then we've got uh, Oriole Spastics coming back to do a Love reunion it. show. Yeah, that's reunion out of show. control. They're going to start yeah. doing a podcast, it sounds like, again this uh, this summer. And they're going to come back and do a reunion show for Birdland Radio. Yeah, That's I, this I think, Sunday, the day before Orioles opening day. Yeah. April 2nd. Right. Yeah, we're starting yeah. at starting at 10 a.m. and it's 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. All uh, Oriole Focus podcast. All right, specify because Matt said nine. Now you're saying ten. Which is it? It's ten. Okay. Starting an hour later this I, year. Oh, really? Yeah. I know, but some people like to get on their nine and watch the countdown for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go nine and watch the countdown for an hour, just throwing that out there. You you can do that. So put the countdown hour ahead time, Josh. All right. All right, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is before that, and we want all the three three sixers to, to join us. Yeah. Virtually. Um, as we do, as we sit in for Glenn Clark Radio um, on Friday from Josh. Yeah, tell us, tell us what. I'm what gonna t- get the time right. wrong again. Where you, do I need to be you again? You guys got to be in the yeah, press box studios by ten. Well, the show starts at ten a.m. All right, I'll be there nine fifty. That works. <laughs> ten, ten a.m. to noon, we'll yeah. be on uh, pressboxonline.com, glennclarkradio.com. I should be writing this press down. box Facebook page yeah. everywhere that Glenn's show goes. We're filling in for Glenn while he's out at WrestleMania. And is I, that where he's at? WrestleMania. He's heading to WrestleMania. That's why we're sitting in for him. We're sitting in for him for WrestleMania. Nice. And I'll make sure that we don't have this crappy intro. So what about we'll Drew have something better. Will he be in? Will he be in studio? I I don't know. When Drew comes in, he disrupts everything. <laughs> so I'm not, I I think we'll be with Drew Liss. Is the intern coming? I haven't talked to him. Oh, this is awkward. Are we doing this? this is, uh, he's he's smiling and nodding. <laughs> I, think I, think he's, I think he's coming. <laughs> I, I, I assumed he had school or something, and that we had to be professional. Hey, you, I think I'm getting sick. Don't worry. You think, I, yeah, I, you, you think Lynn Clark has more listeners than we do? I hope so. Yeah. Right. Fine, I'll do it then. I'll do it then. I mean, he, he has a daily show on a much bigger organization than sitting in my basement. That's like his job, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like this isn't our job. Yeah. Right. So yeah, presumably he has but more listeners like than us. For... No, our numbers are good. Yeah. Glenn's better be better. It's, the numbers are fine. <laughs> but my rule for guests are, and I didn't check out Kyle and Jeff. But I usually have a guest of Twitter followers. You have to have more Twitter followers than, than I have to come on the Uh-oh. show. And I have 50 Twitter followers. That's it? Well, I have a little more than that. I was going to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they've got you covered. All right. All right. Fine. If not, <laughs> certainly Frederick Keys has more followers than us. That's true. Yeah. That's got to be true. That's not really a rule. We got the check mark and everything. So Hey, oh, look, we're, we're up on the board now, yeah. on the, the Twitter board. Yeah, I even got. Yeah, see ya. I got yeah, you up there. Look at our pictures up there. There you go. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Should have right. taken the picture with the big cowboy it. hat. I know. I, I, I I'll put it back on later. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too zany. All right. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to start with Orioles talk or Frederick Keys talk? Let's talk with some Orioles talk. talk. Let's start with Orioles. All right. And then we'll get into Frederick. All right. Sure, Is sure. That okay. Yeah. Let's Dude. not go too deep. Let's. Well, I think we can break well, down the fifth man in a few I, more days. The, the 
bench spots. We don't need to break all that down. He's basically saying save some content for when we I'm, I'm do saying, two hours on got, Friday. Two hours on <laughs> Friday right. and two hours on Sunday. Let's settle down. But I, I tweeted <laughs> out about Honore Tavares and why he won't make the team. Well, yeah, but he won't. And now I can't talk about why? No, let's talk. Why? I just don't anyone... room. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I was going to say. That's it. He's just I mean, not good enough. Duquette loves to take Rule 5 guys. But there's no way there's room on them for either guy this te- this year. Well, because if Kim needs a platoon, and if uh, Seth Smith needs a platoon, then you have that in Ricard and Gentry, who's played really well in right. training. Those are two guys. So what role does um, Tavares fit? Nothing. When currently you could use use that spot for a Trey Mancini, and then when that extra pitcher comes back, um, there won't be that extra spot for right. a guy like Tavares. And if Buck Showalter says this all the time, I'm taking the best 25 men. If you take the best 25 men, it means not it means not taking Tavares because he's yeah. not one of the best 25 men. All right. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you agree with everyone else in, in that in that regard. Really? But but Trey Mancini is the question. He's There's got no, to make the team. He won't make the team. He's got to make it. He won't make the team. Why would you put Trey Mancini on your team? If you really want Trey Mancini to become an outfielder, why wouldn't you put him in Norfolk or Bowie, where he's a short bus ride away, uh, to at least get some practice in the outfield instead of sitting on the bench and practicing uh, catching bat and practice balls. Oh, so the fact that he leads the team in home runs and RBIs and OPS and slugging, all that this spring training means he's nothing. killing it in spring training. It's yeah. true. Yeah. How else do you get him in? The, how do you get him in a game? Huh? How do you get him in a game against lefties? Where we suck against lefties, he hits lefties. Against lefties, you put Trumbo in right, you put him at DH. Not that hard. Wham, bam, thank you, man. All right. Then why do you have Gentry? Huh? Gentry? Because you got to play on the other side. Then why do you have Rickard? Rickard? As, as, uh, to, to give Jones a rest, to uh-huh. pitch run, you, you, all those you just told, you, we, It sounds like we have seven outfielders. We do. Yeah. We've got like 17 if you count Alvarez, not the pitcher Alvarez, the third baseman Well, Alvarez, they did just, they released Michael Bourne today. I saw that. Did they release him? Yes, they yeah. did. He's gone. All right. That, that's surprising. Thought they'd buy a little more time with the well, uh, injury. Well, he opt-out date, and he chose to opt-out. Wait, he didn't get it, He didn't extend his opt-out date based on the injury? No. Well, if you look at the Orioles' outfield, why would you, right? True. True. He's probably I'm, got I'm, a better shot elsewhere. All right, so, so let's just go around real quick. Can I? Open and day, Trey Mancini on the team or nah. Um, we'll start, Bert, Trey Mancini on the team or nah. I, I said no when I walked in here. I'm going to stick with that. Josh? See, you're, you're 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 throwing a little bit of a curveball by saying opening day, where we only need the four pitchers. Oh, fine, fine. That's true. So you're you're mixing it up a little bit. They're but, gonna let him jog down the but, carpet, but he's not gonna play. But I'm gonna say that Trey travels with the team to Norfolk and stays in Norfolk. So he never even comes for opening day. No, even with the extra bench spot. Yeah, I don't think you do it. Kyle, you think Trey Mancini? No, I don't think he makes the opening day roster or whenever April fifteenth, right? When they're adding the the fifth starter. The fifth starter. Yeah, yeah. I. I I think that he needs, you know, if he, if he wants to be an outfielder, it would benefit him to go to uh, either Norfolk or, like you said, Bowie to get those reps in the outfield and get the at-bats that he needs. If they truly want him to play right field, he's going to have to play right field somewhere. And he's not going to play right field for the Orioles. Not yeah. on a major league when he's only done it twice or three times. Jeff, you think Trey Mancini makes the open day roster? I'll say this. For somebody that got to know Trey when he was with the Keys pretty well, I, I really hope he makes it. But I don't know – 
sort of how they're going to make it work. That's the biggest problem. Right. Because Tavares has the speed. And that's the other thing about Gentry, too. He's got five steals in spring training this yeah, year. Yeah. And that's, I think, if you look at least the way the Orioles are stealing more bases in, in spring training games. And, of course, a spring training game is not the same as a regular season game. Who knows how many bases the Orioles are going to steal last year after that was never really part of their game. But right. I'm going to say that he is not going to be part of the, the roster either. I'd like to see him, but... I have a sense that it's he's probably going to start the year at Norfolk, and but he he certainly has done everything he needs to do to be a part of it. Uh, the way he's just hitting the ball, I mean, he's seeing it as well as anybody on that team yeah. right now. And Buck's all about taking the best twenty-five, and Buck's all about opportunity, right? Right, opportunity to prove yourself, and if you if you give that, if you take advantage of the opportunity, you'll be rewarded. And so I just think he's he should be rewarded for taking advantage of the opportunity. But I don't buy uh, Jeff and Jeff and Kyle. I think are offering some biased opinions. They want all <laughs> these good players to go to the minor leagues. They're minor league guys. They, they probably want Trey to go down to Frederick and get a starting right fielder at Frederick. Uh, <laughs> get the reps. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I will say I do enjoy when the Bay Sox and the Tides are, are out of town, so they send a major league player oh, to, the best. to the Frederick. Yeah. He's the best. That's, that's awesome. We've seen in the last couple of years, we've seen Machado, Gosman, Joseph. We've seen Gosman twice. Uh, Joseph, uh, like Vance, we saw we saw the Vanimal. You know, yeah, Van, yeah. Worley was with us for for a game last year. Nice. Uh, Yvonne kind of Gallardo was such a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, awesome to you know to see him and, and meet him. Um, but we've had actually a pretty good contingent of guys. We even had a, a Jimmy Paredes sighting uh, in Frederick <laughs> last year for one one cool. game in April. Forgot about that guy. Obscure Orioles. Yeah. He killed it for well, like a couple months there. Absolutely. Now, field, so, great Oriole player. Couldn't field, could only hit. Right. That's why Trey Mancini fits also. Can't field, strikes out a lot, hits Dom. He seems like the perfect Buck type of guy. Buck type of guy. Now, we, we hear stories sometimes about when these major league players go down to single-A, double-A level that they treat the whole team to dinner and stuff. Have uh, Has that happened with some of the kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. When Jonathan Scope was with us last year, and, and, I, and I go into the clubhouse occasionally after games and stuff, uh, Scope had gotten him an entire spread. And that's sort of the the – the deal when you're a major leaguer and you go down to the minors because at some point you were in that spot yourself sure, yeah. and so you buy guys a spread and they usually get them something pretty nice and and pretty much every guy that we've had uh, I also forgot to mention TJ McFarland another yeah. former, former Oriole um they, they all get guys spreads and they all understand that you got to help these guys out and and pretty much everyone has done that ever since I've been there so that's awesome so that's good to hear I it's think, it's like, think, like how you've done for the up-and-coming podcast, Josh. <laughs> That's what Birdland Radio is all about, is helping the up-and-coming podcasts. Yeah. So, you, so you've interacted with a lot of uh, players who, who have, have come through. Uh, and, and by the way, when, when you have like a guy coming through in a rehab situation or something, um, do you feel like they you have to give them special treatment as opposed to the other players? I think there's always a there's a part of when you have a rehabber like you're gonna get Baltimore media especially if it's somebody big like when Kevin Gosman was there or Gallardo was there you're gonna get the you're gonna get a bunch of Baltimore media people there so to a degree you got to run things a little bit differently and and you have and it's unique because Frederick is in Orioles territory obviously and there yeah. there are plenty of minor league affiliates that that are not anywhere nearby so you get a right. big lawyer there and it's like all right whatever um, it's a little bit different with the Orioles just because they're so close. So you, you do, I think, in a sense, you have to make special arrangements sometimes to make sure that they can get their work in, that they 
can talk to the media people that they need to do and, and also so they can do their routine. But for the most part, like they're just normal guys. I've never had anybody who was a jerk or anything like that. They've all been very nice when they've come through and uh, it's, it's cool to watch them. And it's also cool to see the way that they help out some of the, the up and comers on your team. I mean, we had a uh, Jonah high before he got traded to the, the Rays and, um, just him getting a chance to work with Caleb Joseph and, and see how Joseph caught a game and, and get his thoughts on, on what he was doing. And, uh, I, I know that it's great for the development of all these guys. Same thing with Machado and, and for all these pitchers that have come through because everybody's got questions. They want to know what it's like to pitch in the big leagues and how to get guys out and what adjustments they need to make to get there quicker. And, and the guys that are in the big leagues are the ones with the answers. Now, now, now speaking of former Orioles, did Brady Anderson come tell you how to cut your grass? Because I've been reading some stuff. <laughs> I'm not in the groundskeeping department, so I can't say anything about that. So I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a cop out answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was down there knocking on the door, showing up with one hand at Frederick. <laughs> don't make grass. me cut this grass the way it should be. Uh, so who, so uh, you've, you've interacted with a lot of these players that have come through the system and now with the Orioles. Um, sure. Uh, who, who has been kind of the, in your opinion, the the most enjoyable guy to hang out with kind of the the most fun guy is, is there one guy that sticks out in your mind as being a guy you really enjoyed being around well, i've got i've got a lot of them and it's funny because some of the guys i've enjoyed the most are the ones that have either been released or are not going to make it to the big leagues oh, um, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um that being that being said i'll say this um I root for those guys as soon as they get their chance to get up to double A AA or triple A. And it's for me, like last year when Parker Bridwell got to the, got to the major leagues. I love that guy. He yeah, he's was been through a lot. He has been through a lot. He has really persevered. Um, I remember some of those early stars in Frederick where he didn't have a good feel. His changeup is his best pitch and, and he didn't have a good feel for it. And, and he was just fighting through. And um, I think there was somebody from our media that wanted to talk to him after one of the games. And I kind of went in like, because I'm 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 new. I was new at this at the time, and I'm like, well, I guess I just gotta be like, all right, man. Hey, can you talk to these media people? It's like, yeah, might as well get it over with. I mean, we all know <laughs> I wasn't very good anyways. So his his uh, his sense of humor and his perseverance, and he worked so hard, and it was great to see him get his opportunity. And um, but even even some guys that may not be as well known, like Tad Gold, who was with us for 2015 and, and part of last year too, just such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, salt of the earth type of guy, great personality. Garrett Courtright, who I don't think has talked about a ton, but who I really think has a chance to make it to the big league somewhere, sort of a, a low three-quarters type of guy. Really interesting, great personality, really a joy to be around. He's another favorite of mine. Uh, Chris Lee uh, was was so much fun when he was with the Keys. Uh, Lee, who <laughs> I remember one time we were in Winston Salem, and it was it was either the Fourth of July or it was the day after the Fourth of July. And so I'm sitting there getting ready for the game, and and I'm up I'm up filling out my scorecard, filling finishing my game notes and everything, and uh, I hear like a familiar voice like outside of the doorway, and it's Lee, and he's like just roamed up there before BP or pitcher stretch. And I, and I walk over to he's he's talking with the visiting radio guys. It's one of them he actually worked with in Quad Cities, uh, or maybe it was in Quad Cities. I can't remember, but they they knew each other. Right. And and so I'm like I'm like Lee, what are you doing up here? And he's like he's like I'm, I'm bored. <laughs> like I don't have, <laughs> I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. So, uh, but 
he the, the development of a guy like him or, or Manc- even Mancini, you know, the way that he came from uh, starting in 2014, really taken off in 2015. It was it was fun to watch, and and I root for all these guys uh, as they as they leave Frederick, and hopefully they get their shot in in Baltimore or, or with another big league team. Yeah, I think something easy, easy easy to forget when you're talking about guys playing at Frederick Keys. I mean, we're talking about guys who are 21, 22, 23. And we're talking about kids. No offense, Kyle. Well, or young, or young. <laughs> yeah. He's actually older than you think. <laughs> he looks like a kid. Yeah, I'm um, 45. I, <laughs> I asked that first question just really to – I really didn't care. It just was setting up for the second question about uh, – I asked you the who who was, who was the nicest and most fun. And Chris Lee, and we've gotten some news about Chris Lee in the, in the majors. Looks like he'll probably um, start at Norfolk or Bowie, but we'll see. But I really wanted to ask. No, no, Buck said that doesn't mean that. Yeah, but whatever. it means that. Fine. I, I really what the question I really want to ask though, who's been the, uh, the the pain in your butt? Who's been your least favorite? Who's been the person that you're like, oh, I'm glad this guy's out of Frederick. <laughs> Move him on. Get him out of here. You know what? A lot of the time, those guys that are a pain in the butt are often the ones that don't go anywhere. That's that's the thing about it is that many of those guys don't move up. Uh, most of them move out. Uh, because they're they're difficult or they're frustrating and and there's and I'm not gonna lie there certainly have been some that have not been as easy as others but for the most part the guys that I have dealt with when I've been with the Keys have all been first class individuals they're willing to help you out with anything uh, some might be a little bit more routine oriented and so you kind of have to figure that out but, but that's part of my job is to figure out what your guys like what they don't like and to understand their personalities and i think that's what a good media person does or a good radio guy does is he understands what what his guys are like and he accepts them for who they are and in many cases those guys then accept you for who you are and i'm just when i when i work with these guys i try and be upfront i'd be i'm honest with them and and all of them, for the most part, have been have been good guys. There really haven't been a whole lot of jerks in there, well, which is pretty pretty nice. How, how, I, well, he hasn't met um, a guy, Del Marva catcher, who's coming up, Alex Murphy. Just wait, <laughs> you meet him, you might change your opinion. No, I'm just kidding. We love Alex Murphy. Right. He's been on the show. No, see, friend I, of the show. I yeah. wondered if maybe the the more painful problem was people like Jonah Heim's grandmother constantly calling the the, the front office. Uh, trying to get Jonah, Jonah info. I'll, I'll say, I'll say this about that. About that happened to no, 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 but no, they're, they're, no, but, I, uh, I, I, I love her name's the, Nancy. She's reached out to us a few times. The, uh, about the, Jonah. the Heim family. And they were awesome. I, I was, yeah, I was yeah. so sad to see Jonah get traded to the, uh, for, for Steve Pierce last year, but they are so involved in his career. They really, really care. And they're great people. I, I got a chance to meet his dad last year. Uh, it was it was his dad's birthday uh, when he was in town. I think Jonah like got him a got like a home run or something for him or whatever. I, I can't remember what happened, but such such great people, and that's that's what that's what makes it a lot of fun. And um, like uh, Rick Cisco, who is Chance Cisco's dad, uh-huh. uh, he would listen to every broadcast, and okay. it's and it's fun that, that uh, the interactions sometimes we'll have on social media with the parents and grandparents sometimes of of these players and it and it just adds another layer to to getting to know them and their personalities and and what they're all about yeah i, I was they are young men they're, they're... i was texting with jonah's dad the, the, i think it was the evening he got traded and for one he was more upset than jonah but then what <laughs> sure. but then what really upset him is uh where was he going to portland, portland? he was going to port charlotte. port charlotte port charlotte what he was really upset about is that they did not broadcast all their games 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Listen to it. I have a friend that is actually going to be doing their games this year. I think they might be doing some more games if, if Mr. Heim is listening. And, and, <laughs> and Jonah happens to be there. They, I'm not sure if Jonah is going to be there or in Montgomery this year. But, um, but yeah, that's that. That's the nice thing about us. Like we'll we'll have all 140 for you. That's really? awesome. For, for better, we we call every single game home and road, uh, for better or worse. Um, we'll both travel occasionally. Um, I'll travel a good amount. Kyle will be with me on all the home games and. I should be on the first road trip. Yep. Uh, I have to go. Uh, I'm I'm on on assignment for part of the first road trip, and and then I'll uh, then I'll be back for the Winston Salem series. But yeah, we get every game, and that's uh, that's something we're really proud of, and that's the best way to get to know your team. If you're only calling 70 home games, that makes it pretty tough to get to know your guys. Yeah, and, yeah. and to become entrenched with a team. That's why we do this. Like we we do this because it's a chance to be around baseball every day, to right. be around these guys every day, to get to know them, to build relationships with them. That's the best part of the job. Well, that then begs the question, where is your favorite and least favorite road trips to go on? Well, for the single A division I have there. two favorites. Um, I love Myrtle Beach just because it's the beach. Oh yeah, and it's and it's nice. We used to stay at Broadway at the beach, which was walking distance from the stadium. They've since moved us away from there, uh, so the the nightlife at the new spot isn't quite as good. So you have to make <laughs> arrangements if you want to get to Broadway at the beach for for some of the nightlife stuff. But uh, I'm also a big fan of Winston Salem. It's yeah. a it's the newest ballpark in the league. I live down there during three off seasons. I work for IMG College, so anytime I get a chance to go back to Winston Salem, see some of my friends down there. Cool. And also the barbecue is so good. <laughs> so uh, Myrtle and Winston Salem are my two favorites. In terms of least favorites, Potomac has a great hotel. I'll say that. I think Potomac is the best hotel in the league. Yeah. But uh, it is a – Fitzner Stadium is uh, – I, I heard a friend of mine used to be in the Carolina League. I guess the nickname they used to have for it was the uh, the Rusty Tank. And it is <laughs> – it is it is a it is a dump well, and it's it's not a good and it, but you know what everybody knows that and and hopefully they'll get their new stadium built I know they've been trying to do that for a while but uh, Potomac's not great I also um not a big fan of Carolina I I don't I don't really like uh, Five County Stadium it's Zebulon's in the middle of nowhere um, it's outside of Durham far enough so for territorial purposes that they're not within the Durham Bulls territory. Right. But I'm just not a big fan of it there. They've they've made different arrangements uh, than they used to, and I haven't been there in the last couple of years. So um, I, I gave Doug Rafter, our our other broadcaster, when he was here, a lot of those trips. But <laughs> what um what they what used to happen before they changed things around is now you can you can use the feed of the crowd mic and the home radio booth. But attached to your radio booth at Zebulon is this speaker. For them for their sound system, so I would like stick my microphone nearby because there was really no other way to put it, and I would finish a half inning, and it was get to break immediately because if you didn't, like the the <laughs> speaker system was going to come blaring on. It's like it's like beat the clock. And, uh, so for that reason, not not a big fan. Um, I, I I look at these two new teams that we're getting, you know, Kinston and, and and Fayetteville. We'll have to see obviously what the what the ballpark situation is like. Fayetteville's actually in Boost Creek where uh Campbell University is. So so I don't I don't know what to expect from these two places, but um I'd say probably my my favorite two, Myrtle and Winston and my least favorite, at least for now, without having gone to the other stops yet, um, Carolina and Potomac. Well Harry Grove Stadium's Almost thirty years old now. Like, how's where's that rank amongst the the stadiums? It's you actually get to go pretty to? good. I mean, we have a good view from the booth. Um, occasionally, when fly balls get hit deep to the outfield, 
you got the billboards, mm-hmm. but that's part of minor league baseball in sure. general. You're right. going to deal with that anywhere. So you have to just you, you, the ball will get close, and the guy will go on the warning track, and then you got to shift your attention to the umpire and right. be like, tell us if it's a, a home run or not. Because sometimes he crushes it and it goes over everything. It's like, all right, we, we know it's a home run. But other times it can get a little dicey. You get, like, excited, like the fans, like a deep fly ball. It's like, it's going to be a home run. No, wait, no, it's not. It's a it is pop-up. It is caught, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think it's one of the better facilities in the, in the Carolina League. I mean, Nimeo Field has um, – we try and make – different changes every year uh, this year we're adding a, a hospitality area on the on the uh, suite level the visit frederick triple suite um the climate controlled restaurant inside nice. uh, the mattress warehouse club got new flooring and stuff so so we make upgrades pretty frequently and cool. every year we're we're doing something to make it a better facility and and i think this year is going to be better than last year and but for the most part it's it's not that bad i mean wilmington uh, for instance, I can't talk about what it's like on the field. It's like an older facility, but it's it's not bad. Like I, I think it's I think ours is nicer than than Wilmington's is. But you get a lot of facilities that they might be a little bit older, but they're they're not bad. I mean, there really aren't very many brand new ballparks. I mean, Winston Salem's sure. Well, I remember when I was a kid. Obviously, we went to a ton of Oriole games, both at Memorial Stadium and at Camden Yards. Right. But I did go to a lot of Frederick Keys games with my parents, and it you know it's a different experience when you're a kid. Because you can't get close at Camden Yards. I mean, you can get, you can go down there before the game starts, and then that's it. At Keys Field, you you go. I keep calling it Kids Keys Fields, Nimeo Field, Nimeo Field, Nimeo yes. Field, left field and right field on the like the foul lines. You get right up against the fence. Like you have to pay attention, or you might get drilled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? you have to be careful. Yeah, and uh, if you bring a beach ball with you, just don't let it get on the field because <laughs> those relievers they'll take it. And then, and the next thing, it's the new play toy in the clubhouse the next day. <laughs> I mean, that, that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> I didn't even know you could. I know uh, you can't even take a beach ball into uh, Camden Yards. Now the question is, if I come out to uh, Nimeo Field. Can I inflate it in the car and then bring it out? Because there's no way I'm blowing up a beach ball while trying to watch a baseball game. <laughs> I never understood the people that do that. Yeah, you might get hit if you do that. Um, I want to get into some of the promotions at the Frederick Keys. Because, oh, yeah, Because well, yeah. it's minor league baseball. Well, that's, that's... well, it's minor league baseball. And when you have the prospects that the Orioles have, you're probably going to see for the promotions as much as anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was an unnecessary dig at the lack no. of prospects. No, but system. maybe the monkey riding the pig yeah. can one but, day advance up in the Orioles organization. Well, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just anybody. But before we get there, I want a little action in the chat room. Okay, first of all, oh, I, want, yeah. I want to make a note of a couple things, right? Because we got are the um, Jacob proposes the question, the Orioles going to try to steal more bases this year or no, going back to early conversation. And I bring that up to say, not for you to answer, Josh, but to say this. Um, the intern who we removed the mic from the intern, so he has no voice. Yes, he's now all of a sudden commenting back in the old chat room as section three three six, saying my prediction is they will sneaking I, them happen. Uh, we did take his administrator rights away. We had access to <laughs> that. Access that's, to that's, that's, that's definitely a mistake. <laughs> But, his but, voice will be heard. But he's probably right because they stole like seven last year. You can accidentally pass that number. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other question is on the chat room, are you guys going to take down the Weeders jersey off the wall? I think Jeff over yeah. there. I'm just glad that Jeff – The um, No, I'm going to replace it with a red and white one. I'm just glad the Chris Cooley jersey is no longer on the wall anywhere around here. Yeah, that, move, that, that stayed uh, – that was a giveaway once we moved studios. Oh, that was at the old studio. Yeah, yeah. I got, got rid of that. But are you going to update the – you need to update the Weeders uh, 
jersey with a sure you want to you want to give Wellington Castillo jersey right you I I don't think Castillo will be around enough you want to give me a uh, Cisco jersey I'll see what I can do see what I can do I'm gonna I'm gonna show up to uh, the Frederick Keys first game get by, one of those signed by balls, one ball and we're gonna put it up there. The sign, whoever it is, right. who it is. Well, we could going up we here. could hang my Harold Baines <laughs> autograph schedule from 1995 up on the wall. That, we, that was uh, right before Jeff Houston. We had Harold Baines last year. Harold Baines came out, and, and you know else came did, out too did, was Chris Co- Chris Cool. He was also out last year. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're talking about two two guys that were out at MEO Field last year. Hey, at least now, we're talking last year. If we're you not want to really offend Harold Baines. Just ask him to sign a schedule. This is the whole thing with the schedule. This harkens back to an old segment of Burt's story time. But uh, I had some friend of, friends of mine run into Harold Baines outside of Camden Yards and wanted his autograph. The only thing they had was a little schedule like this, early bird schedule. And he said, schedule? I ain't signing no schedule. <laughs> Two weeks later, I'm at Camden Yards. I run into Harold Baines. I have the schedule, and he signed my schedule. And so it's framed in the Section 336 Studios. 1995 Baltimore Orioles baseball schedule signed by Harold Baines. You're welcome. All right, so Harold Baines is coming back this year. And and who – He's an Eastern Shore guy, right? He is Eastern Shore guy. Uh, not coming back this year. No, he was just he was just here last year. We don't do a whole lot of repeat guests, uh, right, but there's actually one one exception actually this year. So, so who, so who are who are some big names that uh, people could be meeting? I love this. This is good it, stuff. Okay, well, I'll have to get the Google machine out because nah, I'm trying. Oh, I, I know a lot of them because well, Bert knows all these names. Right, last year the big guy was like the Duck Dynasty guy was going around everywhere. That was actually two. That was two years ago. Last oh, okay. year the big guest was Shooter Mount- McGavin from Oh Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. He was a hoot too. Oh, really bet. funny guy. I well, bet. Now, when he comes on there, is he on as Shooter McGavin? That's how you introduce them. I mean, he's, he he's only done like ten other movies. <laughs> I mean, it's not like everyone knows him as Shooter McGavin. I mean, Chris is Chris McDonald is his name. He he's been involved in a lot of stuff, and we I think in when we did like our marketing stuff, we referred to him as Shooter McGavin, but then we put in parentheses or. Or yeah, that hey, it's actually a Chris McDonald's is <laughs> right, his, right. Chris McDonald's is real name. Uh, but yeah, I think we refer to him as Shooter in a lot of the stuff. Like uh, this year, uh, our the one that I'm really excited about because I'm a Seinfeld fanatic. Yeah, uh, we have Jay Peterman coming out on June 17th, so he'll be out doing autographs, and he's a really talented um, singer as well. So he is going to be singing uh, "God Bless America." or take me out to the ball game, I can't remember which one, in the seventh inning. And he was going to sing the national anthem, but we actually had a another national anthem group book that day. So I was I was distraught over that. <laughs> um, but but he'll be out on June seventeenth, so that will be so much fun. I'm really excited. He was excited the about uh, him. second runner up on the first season of Dancing with the Stars too. John think, O'Hurley. Yeah, John yeah. O'Hurley. You, you yep. watch a lot of reality TV. I just know that. Okay. <laughs> I just know things. All right. He lost to Kelly Monaco. I also know that. All right. Uh, so, who else do you have coming up this this year? What other fun uh, minor league events? Yeah. Well, we got uh, home improvement night with uh, Richard Carn, who's yes. played Al yes. Borland in, in Home Improvement, and, and the Keys are going to wear awesome flannel type jerseys. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's it's not going to be actual <laughs> flannel because it's you know the middle of summer. That's going to be way too hot. But uh, <laughs> there's another Seinfeld joke in there. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's the uh, there's the uh, it's the uh, it's the cotton cotton, cotton uniforms. uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a thing they should be wearing because I remember Buck Showalter was in that scene too. Yes. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. 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 He was in the episode. Joe, Buck Showalter was in that scene. George Costanza coming down. He's like, yeah, cotton, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Are they going to say, like, I don't think so, Tim, <laughs> on uh, Richard Carn night? <laughs> Might have to do that. Might have to throw that in there. Uh, Muggsy Bogues is another one nice. that's that's coming. Uh, he'll be in May. May. It's, in, in, May. it's in May that he's coming. Uh, we got Cowboy Monkey Rodeo. That's, that's my favorite. Yeah, classic. Every, every, every two two nights. already marked. Yeah. Two nights. Two nights, yeah. Awesome. He's wow. been such a big hit that <laughs> – Brought him back for two nights. May 27th and May 28th. It's the first time we've done two shows, the Cowboy Monkey Rodeo. Monkeys, and for those that don't know, monkeys dressed oh, yeah, as explain it. This is great. monkeys dressed as cowboys riding dogs <laughs> as though they were horses while herding goats. You can't make Jeff, this I'm up. I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? Hold on, and tell me the dates one more time. I'm marking my calendar. May, May 27th and May 28th. Done. Monkeys dressed as cowboys riding dogs as though they were horses while herding goats. We uh, we interviewed Tim and I and I saw this show for the first time when it was in Wilmington, Delaware with the Blue Rocks, uh, who's a Royals affiliate in our league and we did a like a 30-minute interview with Tim Lepper who runs this thing and he told his whole story and it's it's unbelievable. The the Cliff Notes version is that when he was, he used to be a rodeo. Um, he used to be in the rodeo, and then I think he got hurt, and so he was. He always wanted to own a monkey. Like that was this guy's this guy's goal. And we so all one, yeah. every, everybody's are different. <laughs> anyway, yeah, everybody, could, right. This is the only way he could come up with to own a monkey. <laughs> so well, he. So what he did was he had a monkey, and he's sitting in his living room one night, and the monkey jumps on the back of of a dog because they actually tried this like the monkey on the back of like a horse and it doesn't work because monkeys try and climb to the highest point of things. So that's the reason why it didn't work with the horses. So uh, one night though, a monkey jumps on the back of a dog and uh, is riding the dog around his living room. And he's like, this, this, this could work. So they, he saw so, dollar they, signs. So, they, so they take, so they take the dog and the monkey outside and they're like walking him around a little bit. And he says, you know what? This could really work, and so he started doing it, and it was it was nuts because you got monkeys that are really smart animals, and then they ride border collies, which are also very smart. Yeah. Uh, but then you have goats, which are about as dumb as it gets. So, so <laughs> oh, oh, you just offended Matt. <laughs> I own a, a few goats. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not. It's not. They're not the brightest. It, it the sounds of, like you need a dog and a monkey. The idea of herding goats. Yeah, I always yeah, have we'll, trouble we'll herding goats for next year. Then because <laughs> they don't herd very well. And they, they run away like crazy very easily. Yeah, in fact, we had one incident before I got there when Adam, when Adam Pohl was, was there where I think some of the goats, because you might know that it, it, behind Nimeo Field there's the there's the cemetery yes. that's right yes, behind scary, the stadium. Yeah. Scary. Well, uh, some of the goats the first year, maybe it was sheep that he was using, I don't remember, but they uh, they got away and they accidentally and they accidentally accidentally got into the cemetery oh, so yeah. <laughs> so you have to be very careful to make sure all the gates and everything are locked or otherwise these oh. these things are going to run wild oh i know it and and two things about that first of all if it's sheep sheep are dumber than goats just throwing that out there for all uh, my goat lovers and 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 secondly is, is goats are escape artists so if there's a way to escape they will escape and catching them once they escape is a very difficult process but i never had and now maybe i feel like i should get a a monkey and a dog. I think you need to, to. corral my my goats. <laughs> hey, uh, I have a question you might appreciate, Matt. Jeff brings up the cemetery right there behind uh, yeah. Nimeo Field. 
Have there has there ever been any paranormal activity at the ballpark with that cemetery right next? Well, to if it? there has been any paranormal activity, I haven't participated in it. So, <laughs> uh, but that's actually where Francis Scott Key is buried, and of course, the, oh, really? the keys are of named course, after yeah. Francis Scott Key. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know he's buried there. Did you? I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I'm either. gonna. I'm gonna I, go. I, I not, not Olivet and Cemetery. I yeah. know where he was. Buried. And I think it's Rockville that another. Uh, Francis Scott is buried. Francis Scott Fitzgerald, who was named after yes. Francis Scott Key. You, I, I you love that, your literature. You're, you're all about the dead people. I know that connection. <laughs> now, now you guys have. I'm, I'm scrolling through your thing. You've got a lot of, a lot of. Uh, scrolling through his thing. I'm scrolling through the uh, event calendar thing. Oh, okay. oh right. that thing. Right. It, it looks like it looks like every weekend you guys are doing doing fireworks. I see one. One is Stevie Wonder Firework Night, which seems like that should be a joke. But <laughs> is that like the soundtrack where, to where the fireworks? Where are you boys going with that, huh? Stevie Wonder Firework Night. He can't even see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> We're clarifying. <laughs> he thinks like the building's blowing up. It's a bunch of gunfire. No, Stevie, it's the gorgeous fireworks. Can't you see them? So, so is it, it's, is it every weekend you guys are doing fireworks and you have a different musical theme? It is, and it's become a thing that some other minor league teams have done where it's artist-themed fireworks because in the past we'd have a different loop that we would play when we do fireworks, but it gets kind of old after a while. Yeah. And so we figured a way to, and this is the idea of our uh, promotions manager, DeForest Garcia, was try and come up with some different artist themes fireworks and you can um, pick some yourself and then you have the fans vote on some. So cool. you can decide, well, we want to hear this or we want to hear that. So I think the first uh, artist uh, theme fireworks where the fans vote is actually the first yeah. weekend. So it gives everybody an opportunity to decide what kind of soundtrack they want playing. When the that's a great idea. Off. I yeah. think that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, as far as the promotions and some of the actors are not, uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but they're not mainstream. They're more like B-less actors. Well, no offense. Um, the, right. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get it. Yeah, yeah Chris Rock right. is gonna show up. <laughs> Might be a little outside the budget. <laughs> right. I mean, what are you expecting? Can I get to my question, please? Yes. What's the process? Uh, who who makes this decision on who to bring on? And what's the process of of like how do you like it's kind of random names? So how, how do you know who to go after? Well, it's a good question. During the off season, that's where we decide sort of who we wanted to, to pick. And and what we do in many cases is we, we try and find uh, something that's been really popular. Like, for instance, we had the Soup Nazi out a couple years ago for Seinfeld Night. Nice. So we were pretty sure that we wanted to do Seinfeld Night again. But Seinfeld Night has become such a popular thing across minor league baseball and a lot of teams have had Kenny Banya out, and I and I love nice. Banya, and I love Banya. Banya. I, I love I love I, I love Banya. Um, and if I, uh, he's a for, hack. He is a, he is a hack. I mean, you know, he's still writing his his bits about Ovaltine and everything. But um, and if I ever if I ever get up That's to New cold, York, Jerry. if I ever get up to New York, I'll be sure to hit up Mendy's while I'm up there. But um, we, we should just do a Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you you kind of look at what nights work, and Seinfeld Night was really popular for us. We didn't do it last year, uh, but we knew we probably wanted to do it again this year. So it becomes about, well, who can we get from Seinfeld that people would want to see that is within kind of the budget that we have and who is really unique and maybe other teams haven't done? Because I'm really big into let's try and do something that not everyone else is doing. And right. the guy that immediately came to mind was Jay Peterman. And he's a pretty well-known guy, John O'Hurley, being sure. all the acting credits that he has and um, doing the dog show he does on Thanksgiving and uh, hosting the Family Feud. And, and so I was like, yeah. let's 
we got to make this Jay Peterman thing happen. We we got to try and figure out a way. And and I tried at first actually through uh, Chris McDonald, uh, um, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Okay, I you. tried thank through you. Shooter McGavin first of all because all um, C-list celebrities know each other. <laughs> Well, actually, if you're having John O'Hurley and Richard Carr, that is two former hosts yeah, of Family gonna, Feud. Make, yeah. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Where's um, Louis Anderson's next? Louis Anderson's got to be next. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Yeah, Steve Harvey. Steve, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but we we kind of knew that we wanted to have him out, and so I, I tried through uh, through Chris, and and for whatever reason, it didn't work out that way. So I reached out to John on Twitter, and I was like, "Hey, would you have any interest in coming out?" And he got right back to me, and he's like, "He's like, send me an email." So I sent him an email. He got right back to me. And nice. We agreed to terms, and yeah, really, wow. we're really excited when we made that one happen. But That's awesome. We kind of look for themes that have been popular with our with our fans in the past, and Seinfeld was two years ago when we did it uh, with the Soup Nazi. But we also take a look at some anniversaries and different things that we feel like might appeal to to our fans. Um, uh, with home improvement, that's kind of become a, a thing, and and we decided that that'd be something cool. And Richard Carn had been really re- really well received, I think, somewhere else uh, before we got him for that. And then um, actually, we we're having Michael O'Keefe too, Danny Noonan from Caddyshack on nice. July first, which is going to be awesome. Uh, that one is really unique. We got that through actually our manager Keith Bodie. Uh, so a long time ago, Michael O'Keefe was in this film called The Slugger's Wife. I don't know if any of you have that one in your VHS collection anywhere, <laughs> but they uh, they got to know each other because they hired Keith to basically teach Michael how to look like a professional baseball player. So you they hired Keith to show him this is how you feel, this is how you hit, this is how you throw. It's like all this all this stuff out there, and Keith and Michael stayed in touch over the years, and Keith reached out we were talking about something one day and he's like hey would you like to have michael o'keefe out and i was like you know what like i'm looking at our promo schedule like, you know we got a day in july where it would be great to have somebody out and so um keith got in touch and got right back to him and and we worked through uh michael's representation and uh locked that one up so that's so you, so you never know um that's awesome and, yeah. and and a funny other side note about keith is that he um in the movie the slugger's wife uh Michael O'Keefe was the main character, and then I guess his love interest. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't really know. But I think I think his might, love might, interest. Might want to get on that. You can talk uh, whatever you want at this point because we haven't seen it, and the listeners probably haven't seen it. Well, I, I think Rebecca DeMornay's in that. Exactly, and, that's, and that, that's exactly what I was actually about to bring up. So, um, Michael uh, and Rebecca DeMornay, um, they were in the movie, and at the time, Rebecca was dating Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise would come on the set. Keith actually got to have a catch with Tom Cruise nice. on the set. So, uh, the more you know. <laughs> Wasn't Rebecca DeMornay a Seinfeld thing too? I don't know. Uh, uh, that, that was Rebecca DeMornay. That was Rebecca. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. Yeah, Rebecca DeMornay. Now he has uh, the Soup Nazi and Jay Peterman, but Elaine Bennis was the Orioles fan. Right. I mean, yeah, but she still got like a hit TV show. She's and still stuff. winning Emmys and stuff. Yeah. Um, but but I am glad to hear that that. Minor League Baseball books their guests the same way Section 336 does by begging people on Twitter. <laughs> is, is there anyone, Josh or Bert, that you would like to see the Frederick Keys? I mean, this is your chance, right? Can, can, can we throw out some names yeah, that I, we would like to I've see? I've got one. Yeah. The, the brother on Boy Meets World. He's not doing anything. Eric Matthews? Yeah, yeah, Eric Matthews. Yeah, Will He's not Freel. doing anything. He's, Where's he at? He's on uh, Coke Machines modeling. Like he holds out the really of coke, yeah. Then that sounds like he could do minor league baseball. <laughs> that sounds about equivalent to Family Feud. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. 
Uh, Bert, is there is there a guy? I think that's a good call, Josh. Eric Matthews. Maybe you'd be better at luck getting Morgan Matthews. Uh, well, there, I think there were multiple of those. Yeah, maybe the original Morgan Matthews. Um, <laughs> Bert, how about you? Any name? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, Rebecca De Mornay, <laughs> <laughs> but not not the Rebecca De Mornay, the, the one the, from the African American woman from Seinfeld. <laughs> so Bert wasn't paying attention. He was still thinking of his joke five minutes ago. <laughs> I would like to see um, a, a little-known actor who we've had on the show before sp- plays one small role in a, in a great film. You know who I'm talking about? No idea. We had him on the show, one small role in a really great film. The film is Wedding Crashers. Oh, oh Jay, uh, Gibbons? Jay Gibbons. Jay Gibbons, <laughs> who acts running around the bases. <laughs> Jay Gibbons. Um, arms. When, you, when you have all these guys at the ballpark, uh, uh, Jay Peterman, Richard Carn. What does that mean? Like they throw out the first pitch? Do they they sign autographs? Like what what does that mean when they're like this featured celebrity at the game? Right, they'll sign autographs. They'll throw out a first pitch. Um, some like Jay Peterman will, will sing the uh, oh, national okay. anthem, or, or in, in our case, the uh, "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" or uh, "God Bless America" or whatever. And so, but yeah, they basically come out and they they sign some autographs. Sometimes they'll they'll usually do an interview with us on the radio before the game. But like, uh, do they set up a table on the concourse and people yeah, they can set up a walk con- up and meet them? Right, exactly. Cool, and, cool. and there selfies maybe get pictures. You can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did a selfie with uh, with Chris McDonald last year, which uh, I still have on my phone. That was that was that was that was, that was a great that was a great moment. Uh, that was that was pretty awesome. That is we, sweet. We had. Um, uh, I don't know if any of your West Wing fans. We had Josh Lyman last yeah. year out um, from from the West Wing. He and my uncle, uh, my uncle's an actor too, so they knew each other as kids, and so that's oh, wow. how I got in touch with him. We had um, we had him out. He actually did a couple innings with me on the radio. It was it was great. Oh, he was, sweet. He was awesome. That's fun. You yeah. mentioned before the show too. Uh, one of the former bachelors. Bachelor Chris Souls. Chris Souls is going to be there this year. And I and I are you are you a bachelor? Are you a bachelor guy? I I'm familiar with who he is. Yes, (laughs) I know who he is. That's the show where they hand off the roses, right? Yes. So he's a very handsome man. All right, gotcha. I'm all caught up. So that that's I mean I'm sure there's some women I guess who are going to come out excited for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Those those are some some names. Some I'm not familiar with. I don't know that name. But yeah, absolutely. And so you got you got have a lot of uh, of people. Are there any? We have the monkey rodeo, which I'm so pumped. Yeah, nights. I'm already marked yeah. my calendar. I really can't wait to that first show. But are there are there other um, promotions you guys got, got that you're excited about? Giveaways. We we yes, haven't announced we haven't announced yet that you have an, a gnome coming, right? Don't you have a scope gnome, or am I wrong? We have a Dylan Bundy gnome. So, oh. so we have this. So here, here's the thing with that, though. Even better. It yeah, is we, we have a scope bobblehead and a Dylan Bundy gnome. But in order to get those, you have to buy a ticket plan. So oh, okay. we we've added this. I think it's been a really good idea by our groups guys the last uh, last two years. The second year we've done this, uh, where you if you buy any ticket plan and it can be a, a mini plan, it can be full season, whatever, you get either a Jonathan Scope bobblehead or a Dylan Bundy gnome, and they're really cool. I actually have a Dylan Bundy gnome on my desk. And so that's a, a way to, to get people to buy to buy group plans, and we found it's been pretty successful. And it also gives you a one of those gifts that we're, we're not doing these during the season, so this right. is your only chance to get it. Um, and so. I would imagine there's there's like a, a range of plans, right? There is, yeah. And it's, right. it's I got a, a question then. Okay. Then what is going on on Saturday, August twelfth? 
when it says that you're giving away a Jonathan Scope no. Yeah, later on in the season. We have a Jonathan Scope no. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, have, I don't have the promo yeah, schedule. No, he right. doesn't have it no. memorized, Josh. Jeez. <laughs> All right. That's fine. I'm just saying. No, yeah. We will I have thought I came up with that somewhere. Giveaway later on, but to get the, the gnome. If you the, want to get it the now. Jonathan Scope bobblehead. You have to get the ticket plan. Or the Bundy gnome. Now, Josh, gnome. That's, it sounds like something the Orioles could learn from the Frederick Keys because... Oh, a little orange carpet benefit talk here. Yeah, Josh gets all fired up that he's a season ticket holder with the Orioles and he still misses out on the bobbleheads because he can't get to the game you know, the two hours carpet, early. Right. Orange carpet uh, stuff does give me some... Uh, I think it gives me some Keys tickets and stuff in there if I want to go. I don't remember. Nice. Maybe I don't remember. I just know they suck. Orange carpet benefits. The orange carpet are benefits are a disappointment. Benefits. Uh, not very beneficial. Go to go to the keys. They won't disappoint. All right. So so, what are some of the giveaways you guys are doing this year? <laughs> he just we said it. We went through everything. <laughs> you, you went through them all. We went through a lot of them. I thought it was just all I heard. We didn't want to read every single one. No. Right, the give, oh, the oh. Okay. Sorry. You're separating We're, events, fireworks, uh, people visiting. Now yes, you're on giveaways. Yes. So you you want them Did to I talk promotions. I don't know. All right, you're fine. Well, Giveaways. So we are we are doing a, a, another cool giveaway. Right. Uh, we talked about the mystery ball night uh-huh. yeah. on opening night, but we're also doing a mystery bobblehead night, Ooh. and that is on April 21st, nice. uh, where we we've got right now 500 bobbleheads from different minor league organizations, oh, major nice. league, different sporting you know sports People teams from. All, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. sure. So uh, first 500 are gonna get. A brown paper bag with a bobblehead in it, and uh, we've That's awesome. been, been packaging up some of them and, and seeing them as they come in. And there's there's some pretty unique ones. I think you <laughs> right. definitely sneak obscure in. bobblehead. Right. Right. Yeah. Have you, have you think... packed some and say this person's going to be really disappointed? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got a Norm Lewis bobblehead. I don't know why. <laughs> right. I have a Jerry Falwell bobblehead, which I'm proud of. No, I think we should give. Uh, but I think I think Jeff Akal, you guys should sneak in a bobblehead of yourself in there. See if anyone catches on that they just got. I think that could be a valuable bobblehead that you've got Kyle or Jeff's bobblehead. I asked. Yeah. I actually asked recently. How many years do I have to do this before I get my own bobblehead? <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> great hey, question. That's it a fair is. question. I don't think three years is enough. Uh, but, yeah, but we're we're working on. That's it. the yeah, only reason close. I'm even doing this podcast is because one day there's going to be a bobblehead. Oh, we've been doing this four years. Where's my bobblehead? Yeah. Hey, we we just got our pictures taken last week, one step at a time. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, but to give you the date on the. Scope Gnome. That's going to be on August 12th. And then another great giveaway is the Spider Manny Machado Bobblehead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be on July the 9th. So make sure you come out for that. Machado's in a – you know the way. He's got that range at third base. And so sure. we're doing a, a, a one of him this year too. Uh, we actually did the Iron Manny Machado Bobblehead. So you can get it – you have an Iron Manny and you can have a, a Spider Manny. Now the Iron too. Manny Bobblehead, he was in a red – Kind of Iron Man-ish suit. Right. Did you just paint some spider webs on it, and and now you're handing no, out actually, one actually, last year? It actually looks it's totally, a new pose. It totally different than than last year. All right, actually. that's exciting. Completely yeah. different. Yeah, you get the whole set next year. I heard they're coming out with He Man. So it's going to be He Man. Oh, I like that. <laughs> they're coming out with a new one. I loved He Man when I was a kid. I think He Man. He sounds way better. You gave him a new idea. <laughs> Masters no, of the I, universe. I want to switch right, gears. He can just hold his bat up above his head. I have the power. I want to. I want to switch gears here a minute before we run out of showtime, which yeah, we probably already have. That ended. And and talk about uh, actual baseball players. Can can we go there real quick? All yeah, right. Of course. Sure. Um, Frederick Keys last year. That's right. They do play baseball too. They they're they're <laughs> a single A affiliate for the Orioles. Yes. High A, unlike those Damarva Shorebirds low A guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> losers. Who was the best player you saw play fit for? 
the Frederick Keys last year. Who do you think was the best player you, you saw come through? That's a tough. I mean, if we're gonna go off his statistics, I think that Adeline Rodriguez was probably the guy. He was our first baseman, and from a single season records perspective, I mean, he he finished uh, in the top top three in home runs. Uh, he was up there in RBIs, slugging percentage, total bases. He had a he had a monster year, kind of kind of like a Michael Burgess type a little bit um, from somebody that probably was a little bit more advanced for the level, but given all the log jam that you had in the Orioles minor league system with, uh, yeah, Joey Drzoslich down at double A. So obviously you weren't going to really do anything with him. So it, it kind of blocked him from moving up, but, but he played every day. He played first, he played third. We even had, saw him in left field a couple of times, DH and offensively, he was the, the real pop in the, in the order that the keys didn't really have the previous season. I mean, we had Mancini, but that was only until the beginning of June. So he right. basically had two months of him. And, and then he really didn't have somebody that had the major pop. But Rodriguez was there all season long, was in the lineup every day, and just had a ton of ton of pop to his bat. And, and when you play at our ballpark where the dimensions are so cozy, to have a guy like that that can change the game on one swing, you'll, you'll take that every time. Well, that, that that's good to hear because I was sure he was you were going to go with Jonah Heim because the Orioles tend to trade away their good minor league players. <laughs> so that's good to hear someone's still there. I want to get your reaction on my two favorite players. One guy he started I think at Delmarva and then worked his way up to Frederick, um, and that's DJ Stewart, former number one draft uh, first round draft pick. What's been what was your impression of? Does he look like a guy who could eventually make it up and help the Orioles or? Like what do you see in DJ Stewart? I think for DJ, the biggest thing that stood out to me was his work ethic. Every day, it seemed like I saw him and Keith Bodie, our manager, who's also our manager this year, down to the batting cage talking about hitting and and talking about uh, just approach and different things to do. So uh, no matter where DJ ends up and how far he goes, um, he is always going to have that work ethic working for him. Yeah. He's not going to get outworked, and that's what I really admired about DJ and. I think there's some things with his with his swing that really improved. Uh, every month that he was with us, he got better. His statistically, he got better. Uh, he was good at driving and runs. He moves a lot better than his stocky build would indicate. That's what I hear. And so I think that he definitely has a shot. And I think that you have to wait, and you, it's going to take some time. I, I think for for us, like you, a guy comes to Frederick, and you 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 almost need to go to double a to see kind of what you're going to get out of a guy, because that might be a little bit of a, that's a better indicator of whether right. somebody's going to get to the big leagues or not. And based on what I've read, and it sounds like he's going to be a double a to start out the year, especially after he finished in the fall league, but um, great work ethic. Um, nice guy works really, really hard and enjoys learning the game. And I okay. think, I don't, I think there's some guys that you can tell that in them. And there's some guys that they're just, they're there. They're they're kind of just hanging on. But DJ every day he tried to learn and get better and put a lot of time and effort in. And that was that was the biggest thing that stood out because he wants to get to the big leagues. There's no question about it. And and he definitely put himself in as good a position as he could to get there. Yeah. And his, his first year he struggled. I know he came on strong at the end of last year. And that like that thing is a perfect case of showing. I mean, he was a stud at Florida State. So you go from being a right. really great college baseball player. Then go to low single A where, where you struggle. 
I mean, it just shows the jump that happens between college and professional baseball. Right. And, and I think the other thing, too, is uh, he found kind of a comfortable spot with the crouch that he was using. I think there were times where he was too high and they were he's too low. But when he got to the keys, he found sort of a comfortable spot and, and talking mechanically a little bit. He was op- he was a little open when he got to the keys. And then he closed his stance a little bit, helped him stay on top of the ball a bit better. So just some small mechanical adjustments helped him out, too. Yeah, and that's something. And that's one of the reasons I like him. There's a whole lot of crouch talk with DJ Stewart. <laughs> Everybody wants to talk about his cr- his crouch. His crouch. Okay. His crouch. Yeah. I mean, it's super unconventional. It's, yeah. And I think, I, think, I think that's the biggest thing that when people talk about, you know, oh, he's got the crouch or whatever. I think people sometimes talk about it in the sense that they don't like it. And it's just because you don't see it. And that was one thing we asked DJ about. And he's like, well, if you look back recently in recent history, um, who's the last guy that you've seen with a crouch stance like his, who has really gone on to something. And Jeff Bagwell is kind of the huh. only one that you can really yeah. say when you, when you think about it, but he, it was, he found kind of a spot that worked for him. And I, I think as long as it doesn't affect his swing, that he's going to keep hitting like that and do what works. And, but this year will be a big year for him, especially if he's a double a and the things that he's going to have to do to, to improve and make adjustments. Cause you get to double a and that's a massive jump. Right. Uh, you see pitchers that have big league time. You see guys that are that are situational type of pitchers that will come in that'll get you out, and they're not the type of arms you're going to see in the Carolina League. Oh no, a lot of the top prospects are are there at, at the Double A level. Um, the yeah, and I, I just make it a personal note not to talk about another man's crouch anyway. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's just a personal thing. I mean, I mean, Cal Ripken, he probably has like a hundred different stances. I'm sure at some point. Well, one people talked about him all the time. Yeah. He, he was the opposite of a crouch, he, he, though. He, he, well, he stood up straight up. and tight. Yeah, and then when he he evolved, like he did. Yeah, he had a little crouch there for months. a little while. Um, the other guy I'm interested in is kind of a different situation. Uh, Joe Marais. A guy who, unlike DJ Stewart, who went to college and kind of developed his game there, Jomar Reyes signed by the Orioles when, what, he was like 17 or 16 even maybe? Um, and he's been slowly moving his way through the organization. I know going into last year, he was like the hot guy, then struggled a bit last year. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Jomar Reyes, third baseman? Right. Jomar got to the Carolina League, and he was the youngest player in the league. Eventually, Victor Robles would come to Potomac, and he would be the youngest guy. But... For Jomar, there were, there were a couple of things for him. I think number one is that sometimes they would tell him some things to do to improve, and and sometimes he would be able to take them and apply them, and sometimes he wouldn't. I think mm-hmm. that's just part of being how young he is. Yeah. I think another thing about him was that mechanically his swing was is, is complicated. Like it's not a hitting coach can't just tell him, hey, we need you to fix this one thing. Like there are multiple things, and and I think that part of him going to instructional league this past year was to to work some of those things out and hopefully be in a better spot defensively he he struggled uh, you know 25 errors at third base and he might have had more if he didn't have Adeline Rodriguez playing at first base but hopefully he'll make some adjustments and some strides I mean he's still so young and I think the Orioles are hopeful that he can figure things out and make adjustments but that's going to be the biggest adjustment for him in year two is how does he take something that happened earlier in the game and how does he react to something his second time around? And, and how does he answer the bell and, and do the things that he needs to do to to take some of the – how does he take the mistakes he makes 
And how does he go about not repeating them? Right. And how does he make adjustments? And yeah, I think that's that's the big that's the big thing about it because you might have great tools, but if you can't make adjustments, then you can only go so far. Yeah, and with those struggles, I would imagine I would imagine that Joe Mar would begin at Frederick next year. Is that what you're? You oh yeah, he's he's definitely going to be with the Keys. Yeah. Um. Who? What? And so going to to to, to this year, who are there certain players? And I know you don't know exactly who's going to be in Frederick yet. But are there some players that you're really looking forward to watching how they progress this year, whether in, at Frederick or guys who were at Frederick who are now playing at Bowie? Yeah, I think that uh, a couple guys that w- there's been talks about that are going to start potentially in Frederick: uh, Cody Sedlock, Keegan Agian, oh, yeah. Yeah. Austin Hayes. Those you know the top three those draft are picks. Names, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're talking about them making that jump up to Frederick to start the year. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see about that. But, uh, a couple other pitchers that started, they were in Delmarva last year, Brian Gonzalez, mm-hmm. how is he going to, uh, progress after a, a good year last year in Delmarva? He struggled the year before, um, is when he makes a jump to Frederick, which we, again, we, we assume that he is, it, it's not going to be nothing's official. We're, we haven't gotten any right. word until hopefully, uh, Friday is when, is when we're hoping that, that they'll announce it, but don't know you don't tell the orioles hey this, these are the guys i want to watch <laughs> right yeah hey, i got a, I got a list i got a list how much pull oh, do guys. you have yeah yeah uh no but brian gonzalez is a guy and uh, ofelki peralta is another guy um all all these guys are are listed you know in baseball america's top prospects uh lists and um it, most of them are are pitchers it, it seems that it it could be a fun pitching staff to watch yeah and, and absolutely if, if you're interested in prospects for the orioles it sounds like the Frederick Keys is the place where most of those top prospects are. Is that accurate? We we could have potentially five of the top ten prospects in Frederick this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good year for the Keys, and that's what's so exciting about this year is that you'd have Sedlock, you'd have Aiken, you could have Hayes, mm-hmm. you have Reyes, Mountcastle, Mountcastle. There's so many big is names that, that you and come a guy a guy that hit uh, a home run today in spring training, Cedric, Cedric Mullins. Mullins. Yeah. Cedric yeah. Mullins, yeah, because a lot of people have been talking about him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's somebody that I think is is trending upward His, right oh, yeah, now. Getting a, yeah, guy. getting a lot of eyes and uh, could be patrolling center field. Yeah. He's only not going to have they, yeah. they say he's uh, he's a little guy. Yeah, right? small. Yeah, but Pedroia is a little guy. He's as little as they come. I'm a big guy, so I don't know. We're all relatively tall guys. I'm a safe place. To knock little guys, but apparently it's not. <laughs> I my wife was commenting on how short I looked in the new uh, Section Three Three Six photos standing next to you guys. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh. She, she said I was positioned poorly. Apparently. Well, that's that whole thing though. The photographer is Josh's wife. A little behind the scenes. Yes. That whole photography thing, the whole taking, the whole fo- fo- photo shoot shenanigans is all just to make Josh look good. That's <laughs> he what does, it all is. He looks well, the best well, in that picture. He's the middle. <laughs> he's the tallest. He looks great. Yeah. And we're just off to the side. You know why? It's because I kept my shirt on the entire photo shoot. <laughs> I didn't, we, I didn't. we had to scrap some photos. Well, I had to tell Laura. She said, you look short next to those guys. I was like, I am short next to those guys. Right. There was some miscommunication on what kind of photo shoot it was. All right? <laughs> Whatever. He thought he was one of those George Costanza photo shoots to bring it back to Seinfeld. <laughs> so, Grant Kramer with a disposable camera. <laughs> Sometimes it's tough also just to figure out and project what the minor league rosters will be because there seems to be so many log jams at some positions. And how... Uh, like we talk about like Alex Murphy, who is slowly working his way up because there's so many catchers right now in the Orioles organization. 
that's the tough part about it. And I remember I spoke with Don Werner, the Orioles minor league catching coordinator, and he says, because you remember last year, the Orioles, they had an all-star at every level. You know, you had right. your main Mercedes, you had uh, Jonah Heim, uh, you had Chance Sisko, and then you had Audrey Perez, I think was the AAA uh, all-star at the Norfolk Tides. So you have all-star catchers at every level, and that doesn't even mention Austin Wins, who I yeah. think is right. as good defensively as it gets in the Orioles system. Right. And then you still have, yeah, you still have five, six other catchers in that or- yeah, Orioles system. And, and Alex Murphy is certainly in that in that group, but you have to, it, it gets so tough because the Orioles have to whittle this down and decide, well, who are we ultimately going to go with? And I think the the goal of, the, of any minor league, minor league system is that that system will help sustain your major league system. And I think at the catching position, the Orioles certainly have some pieces that can, can help them out for, in the big leagues. I think Chance Sisko, uh, certainly Austin wins too. He, so underrated and definitely has a chance to, to do some stuff at the big league level. But where, where, where do you think Austin Wynn will start at for in the minors? Where, where is he going to play? I would imagine he would be – at Bowie, just because you have Audrey, you'd have Audrey Perez, and, and you got Francisco Pena too. So I, I don't know. It's you're gonna have Cisco. You have Cisco right. Remember, at AAA. You're not, you're not moving any catchers up to the majors yeah. yet. I would, Cisco have, will be I would imagine that Wins would be the would be the starting guy at Double A. That's that's what I and would Cisco guess. Cisco starting at Triple A, probably it's and Perez backing up and. And then Francisco oh, Payne is Francisco somewhere. Payne back in summer. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of high level catchers. Yeah, it's a lot of high level all stars that you or catchers at this level that you hope continue to progress because they're just going to be trade bait. They're going to be guys that we have to trade. Well, if Chance Sisko is as if, good if as people. If Sisko yeah. can really come up, then you're, yeah. you're going to say, all right, he's our catcher for five, six, seven years. Yeah. These guys... I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you do that when you have so many at one position. What? And then move to sign Walton Castillo with a one-year, second-year. Yeah, option. makes you say none was, of these guys are ready. Well, but it was clearly also like this isn't a long-term solution here. We have other yes. pieces coming. This is a short-term band-aid while right. the cavalry arrives. The cavalry. We're gonna have another. <laughs> it's pronounced cavalry. The, 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 the difference is <laughs> dummies. The difference is the. The cavalry a was throwback right there. Was what five or six, five pitchers yeah. that were coming up to help and us? You can't put five cavalry, catchers on a team. The 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 cavalry with pitching wise at Frederick it sounds like so go to Frederick to see some pitchers. I really hope they don't call that like that'll bring back just that a lot name of is bad memories. You can't you can't say that. No one no one better write any blog posts this this summer saying but the cavalry has arrived. The, the cavalry two point Zach Britton's there. Um, Jake Arrieta. Well, he's not there. No, but he's doing his. But he's a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at what point have, has has minor league uh, Oriole minor league team started to claim Jake Arrieta yet <laughs> and praise like that this guy came through our system? We actually did. I wrote a press release when he won the Cy Young because I thought it was really cool that that he came through Frederick. Totally. He's the only former key that's won a Cy Young. Yeah, is, right. is it's a big deal. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, or, I, Orioles screwed up. You guys handled him fine. I'm, I'm not sure if there should be. Did you guys do a Jake Arrieta bobblehead or something in honor of someone saying Young? We we've talked about it, but we haven't done it yet. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, they you, didn't do anything gonna, wrong. They gonna, did everything right. Right, you're gonna put him in a keys. If you do a Jake Arrieta bobblehead, he's in a keys jersey. I, know. I get the sense. I get the like sense that medium. when you do bobbleheads, <laughs> do the players have to sign off on them? No, no, we typically don't. But uh, no. To my knowledge, at least who's going to turn it down? It's a bobblehead. Well, exactly. no, yeah. Well, what do you do when you oh, got Brian Roberts and he turns out black? You think he's okay with that? Well, no. they, they 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 cut off the distribution. That's right. why it's so rare. Right. That was uh, a dumpster dive. You think Brian Roberts was okay with that? 
No. What, no. what if the bobblehead is not the two question, guys liking? The question is more on Manny Machado. Is he okay with being Spider-Man? Iron Man, okay a, a minion, Iron Man. Uh, a pirate. They're, they're, they're making Manny Machado everything because he's the big Was he the, the pirate US. too? I think he was the pirate for the – I think the Bay Sox had, uh, had a uh, pirate. Well, man. you have two years to make as many Manny things as possible. Until That's he's true. gone. Until he's gone. Well, apparently they're still considering Jake Arrieta. You can give Manny's every when, year for the next true. 20 years. When Manny wins the MVP for the Yankees, are the Frederick Keys <laughs> over here going to do, do some kind of I'm, I'm, It might not be a popular night, but no, they're, they're when, certainly when allowed Manny, to. When Manny wins his eight gold gloves, they can bring back uh, another spider Manny with eight gloves. Oh, like a, a arachnid. Right, this, exactly. This is, this is what I don't understand with Arietta. Why are the Orioles fans so sensitive about it still? And this is from somebody that came into somebody that <laughs> came into. Not here. All right, because well, yeah, we got to wrap up now. It's been, I mean, it's been, it's it's been a while since because, he's been with them. Because when baseball sucked in Baltimore, when the Orioles were really bad, we were promised these pitchers that would come up, and one of them was Jake Arietta, and Jake Arietta was horrible here. But clearly, the Orioles pitching staff screwed him up somehow because now we get to see what he truly could have been here. Yeah, it's more like a symbol of. Uh, we it's, were, a, it's a symbol we, of we bad always, coaching, bad management, yeah, pre buck. Like, we were always paranoid that we would get all these high draft picks. I mean, you mentioned um, Parker Bridwell, whether it's your Matt Hobgood. We would get all these high pitching draft picks. Well, we and saw it. We saw it with Orioles, Mike. We saw Mike Mussina come. Get really, really good and go and dominate in New York. Right. But for the most part, we saw a team that had the inability to grow pitchers. Um, and that was whole Andy McFail's whole thing, right? Like grow the arms by the bats. And we couldn't do it. And Jake Arrieta is like, boom. That proves it wasn't the fact that we drafted bad guys. It's just that we suck at developing talent. Because look, he can go to another team. Now there's been a whole bunch of other guys, Brian Mattis's. Who have gone on to other teams? <laughs> yeah, he was part of that, and have yeah. been and have been unsuccessful. So, right. um, but you're right. Uh, I mean, I mean, Jake Arrieta had had not very many nice things to say about Baltimore after he left and about the coaching he received. I think everybody and, and everybody gets coached differently, and some guys respond better to others. But you also make the argument with Zach Britton and what they've done with him and yeah. developing his power sinker, turning him into yeah. a closer because 2014 he was on the yeah. scrap heap basically. Like he was, there was a chance he wasn't even make the team and. You yeah, know what the I mean, difference is? I mean, Brady Anderson. But but we, <laughs> I mean, we haven't had a, an excellent starting pitcher. You said Eric Bedard. I'm not. I'm not saying him. But <laughs> no. since Mike Messina. Mike Messina. And Mike... then all of a sudden, here comes this freaking Cy Young. Exactly. That's what's who irritating. Was just on our yeah. team a couple years ago. Right. What's irritating is it's the same guy, who we saw, and kept being told he's got the stuff. Yeah. And, and never so did it's, it. it's us. It's Oriole fans being petty and small. Yeah. And that's jealous. and that's it's that's my whole that. thing. That I it's think that. we're at. The, but that's and that's my point. We're at the point where. Let it go. It's, there's nothing you can do now. I agree. Right. I agree. Just, sure, sure. But you got to love that song. Yeah. Baltimore fans, especially <laughs> in all the losing, made these minor league prospects coming up into gods. I mean, Matt Wieters was literally called Jesus in cleats. We, we, we expected these guys to come up and save baseball in Baltimore, and they didn't. Well, I mean, in a sense, they did. We just haven't won a World Series. We're we're no, I mean, better that, team today than we yes. were in uh, two thousand one. Yes. And because Matt, of Matt guys Weider, like Zach Britton, yeah, right? Matt, right? Zach Britton, Matt Wieters, Manny Machado, guys did come up and make an impact. Yeah. We were just promised it earlier. Chris Tillman, yeah. Tillman. I, I'm if not he, happy till we get a World Series. Again. That's all I have to say. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're now making that stance. <laughs> right. And I'll, I'll let go of my Jake Arrieta hatred. 
I think Jeff turned you. Yeah. He made a good argument. Yeah, he did. He, did. he said, let that's it go. That's why you're the special guest. We figured it out. <laughs> You've been great at, like, tying tying bows on stuff. Tonight. I'm really impressed. Um, can, can, can you talk me out of my hatred of Mark Deshera, then? Can, can, can we go on to all like, my <laughs> hatred that I should get over by now, but I'm still... Well, what's up with Jose Bautista? <laughs> well, that, that's the guy this year. That's the guy we got to hate this year, right? Josh Donaldson. Oh, we yeah, can't wait to boo him on opening right, day. Exactly. Oh, now we have a new guy because of WBC. The catcher for... Uh, uh, they, who, oh, who, yeah. Who wants Adam Jones? Molina. Molina. Yeah, now Molina. we can boo him, too. We don't all play right. him very often. He's St. Louis, so we yeah. don't see him very often. We don't see him at all this year, do we? I don't think so. Do we play? No, yeah, we do yeah. play Central. Yeah, we do, do we play we Central. Do play, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so we can boo him. Year. Yep. That should be fun. Sure. We'll remember. Sure. <laughs> it's going to make those Yankee games boring. Well, if you can't boo Hyun Soo Kim, we got to find someone to boo. It's going to be Batista booed on opening day. Yeah, that's going to be fun. You like to hate players. Oh, I love hating Batista. And with Ortiz leaving, Deshera leaving. Yeah. It's the end of an era. I know. New players. It's the end of a podcast. Yeah. It is the end of this podcast. Yeah, that's we, what, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hinting at that. Like, what yeah, time is it now? That was a great segue. <laughs> we've gone a little bit long. A little bit. Uh, we've had two special guests, though. That's why we've gone long. That's true. We do have our intern with... Josh, play the intern music. Oh, yeah. Thoughts, corrections? Come on over here, intern. I'll, I'll, I'll let you hold my mic. Intern. So, <laughs> the Orioles actually stole 19 bases last year, not seven. Although they were last in the league, so there's pretty much no way they could go down from that. So you're standing well, by they, your prediction. They, I am they, absolutely they standing by my prediction. Right. 18's possible. Man, yeah, I was gonna say that'd be a really sad year. All right, well, we don't have you on here for the for the the, the, the talk part. In case you haven't heard the show, but corrections. Long. Yeah, <laughs> you have any other corrections? Right. Or no, I'm done. And Joking while, ends. God. And you guys want them to come Friday when we got to go in someone else? You sat studio? there for an hour and that's all you came up with? <laughs> you didn't make any mistakes. Just too good I love you, intern. I know. Uh, be- before we get out of here, I want to, uh, Frederick Keys guys, Jeff and Kyle, is there, um, what are you guys up to now? Is there a way listeners can kind of follow what's going on with Frederick? Yeah, of course. Um, you can visit frederickkeys.com. Uh, you can also. Oh, you guys have a website. Nice. Frederick Keys. <laughs> I know. It's a novel concept, isn't it? Um, you follow us on frederickkeys.com. All our news information is there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Frederick Keys. Uh, you guys, on Instagram. You guys are all over the Facebook Live. We yeah. Exactly. And and we do Facebook Live. Uh, we call Lunch Hour Live Monday and Wednesday. And then we do a Keys Corner every week. So it's kind of like this setting, only we keep it to like 10 minutes. Because, <laughs> because we realize no one is going to want to look because it's. You know, it's it's us on camera, and, and especially me. I'm the I'm the ugly looking one. No one wants to <laughs> look at me for more than ten minutes at a stretch. So we do that uh, on Fridays, and so we post that on our YouTube channel, and then uh, we also are active on Twitter. He's at k underscore Hughes. Yep. And he's also on Instagram too. Uh, nobody wants any pictures of stuff <laughs> I do. Uh, and I'm at Jeff on the air. It's Jeff with a G though. And uh, yeah, so we have some fun doing that. Get so some- who was the Frederick Keys uh, Twitter? Is that are you guys? Do you guys it's on a, the it's a, it's a thing. collaboration? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was told that you know, that section three to six show would be a collaborative effort, but now it's just Josh. So I I, I have access to it. I just do don't you? tweet from I, it. I don't even know the password. I don't even get the password. I've for that. given you all the passwords. Uh, that's possible. I'll give it to you after the show. No one else uses it. I wish you would. I look at it. That's about it. So <laughs> I wish you would. It's a pain. Do you do you want the intern to to nope. tweet out? Nope. I'm good. <laughs> 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 on it. 
right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show at Section336Show. And I made it confusing because my Twitter is at Section336, and I have the same picture now as at Section336Show. Oh, that is really so, confusing. Yeah. Why'd you go and do that? That's a cool picture, though. It is do, a good picture. You just for zoom in on yourself for your picture. That's know, a good That's a good point. do all that stuff. You can also follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys. And as oh, I'm sorry. And you can follow Kyle on Twitter. Let's do it one more time. You can follow Kyle, Kyle on Twitter. <laughs> at K underscore Hughes. And you can follow Jeff on Twitter. At Jeff on the air. Jeff with a G. And Bert, will you please remember the cowboy hat for the media cell? I will again. be there and all right. in my cowboy hat. Okay, just set that alarm, all right? And you can follow our World's Worst Intern on Twitter. Yes, you can. But I want to recommend it. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Keys. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.